0: Thank you very much, uh, Agnes, and uh, greetings, brethren, in the name of the Lord. Uh, We are talking about the presence uh, of God being a prerequisite for divine exploit. I just want to take uh, a minute or two just to um, worship Him with this song which says, You are the Alpha. And Omega, um, this God whose presence is a prerequisite for divine exploit. You are Alpha and
1: Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You are Alpha and Omega We worship you, our Lord You are worthy to be praised We give you
2: all
1: the glory We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. We give you all the glory. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Yes, Lord, we give you all the glory.
0: We worship you because you are worthy to be praised. You are the beginning of the matter, but you are also the end of the matter. And now, Lord, I pray that you will open the the eyes and ears of our understanding that we will appreciate what uh, your presence is and the significance uh, to us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Um, so um, we are using... Uh, Exodus uh, chapter 33, verses 12 to 23, which Agnes has ably read uh, to inform our topic for today, the presence of God, a requirement for doing divine exploit. Um, The word requirement um, means uh, something that is needed Something that is wanted. And the word exploit uh, has the connotation of taking full advantage of something. So when we talk about the presence of God being a requirement for doing divine exploit, we are talking about the presence of God being a necessity. Uh, something we cannot do without, if we are to maximize uh, what God wants us uh, to achieve for the kingdom. And so the scripture uh, starts uh, that uh, Moses, you know, puts this proposition to God, you've been telling me to lead the people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. And uh, there are three uh, truths that Moses uh, brings out in verses 12 uh, and 13. Uh, one, Moses makes it very clear that doing God's work requires divine support. You're telling me to do your work, to lead your people, but whom am I going with? Who is going to support me to do this work, which truly is the work of God and not the work of man? And this is something that we need to ask ourselves. Who is helping you? Who is supporting you in your work as a believer in Christ? Who is helping you in your work as a minister of the gospel, maybe you minister as an ordained person, maybe you are ministering as a leader, uh, perhaps on the council, you are ministering as as, uh, somebody who serves as a warden or on some, whatever ministry it is, who is helping you. And then the other thing uh, is that Moses said, I, you said, I know you by name, you know? So the true man or woman of God is known by God, is not a stranger uh, to God. You know, the sons of Seba in the book of Acts, I think Acts 16, they were not known uh, of God, neither were they even known in the demonic world because the demon which attacked them said, Paul, I know. Uh, Jesus, I know. But you, I don't know. So does God uh, know you? And then Moses also said, uh, uh, the other thing is the favor. You know, that the man and woman of God is not only known by God, but is also favored by God. Jesus, uh, The scripture talks of Jesus, that he grew in stature and favor with man and with God. The, the the similar thing is said about Samuel, you know, that he grew in favor. So being known by God and being favored uh, by God. And uh, I want to underline here that, uh, and then Moses then says, teach me your ways so that I may know you. So he doesn't only want God to know him, but he also wants to know God. And he says that so that I may know you and continue to find favor with God. So knowing the ways of God enables us to know God and and, uh, sustains God's favor upon our lives. And the Bible confirms that this happened to Moses, that Moses got to know the ways of God because in Psalm 103, verse seven, scripture says, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. So God answered Moses' prayer that he gets to know the ways of God. And so friends, this is the foundation for having the presence of god first the knowledge that unless god is with us unless god supports us we cannot do the work of god two that the man or woman of god is known by god and three that not only should This person being known of God, but this person should know God. And when we know God, the knowledge of God sustains uh, the favor of God upon our life. And then so I want to ask the question, what then is the presence of God that Moses uh, you know and god uh talk about talked about and uh um the the presence of god in the old testament was perhaps somewhat mystical but when we come to the new testament the presence of god is directly linked and tied to the person and then the work of the Holy Spirit, in a believer and among believers. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, rather chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, Acts 1, verses 4 and 5, And while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, You have heard me speak. Um... Uh, you've heard me uh, speak, for John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So this is Jesus speaking to his disciples after his resurrection, but before his ascension. And so Jesus makes it clear that the presence of God, the person of the holy spirit and his work in believers and among believers number 1 is a command because he says uh he commanded them not to leave jerusalem so friends having the presence of god is not a discretionary issue whether you take or leave it is a command to the believer that you cannot go into ministry. You cannot uh, plunge into the work of God without the presence, without the Holy Spirit. But number two, not only is the presence a command, the presence is also a promise, because Jesus uh, talks of wait for what the Father had promised. So, you see that Jesus is repeating what he had told the disciples in John chapter 14 you know verses 16 and 26 and also John 15 26 you know that the holy spirit would come uh the 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 helper uh and 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 you know talks of what the holy spirit would do for the believer in other words what the presence the significance of the presence to uh, the believer. And we also know that in Joel chapter two, God also made the promise that in the l- last days he would pour his spirit upon all flesh, upon, you know, men and women, uh, upon young, uh, and old. So the presence of God is not discriminatory. The presence of God is available to all, uh, black, white, young, old, um, 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 male or female, the presence is non-discriminatory. And uh, Jesus also makes it clear that we get into the presence through being baptized by the Holy Spirit. The word baptized means to be immersed. And uh, I think in Corinthians, Paul talks of um how israel was baptized uh, as they moved you know as they moved across the red sea uh that process of all the whole uh, company moving was a baptism uh process but more importantly they had uh the the the, the pillar of cloud by day and night and and fire by night, you know. So this covering was a baptism for them, and this was actually now the the, the way they they they, they knew the presence that 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 demonstration that 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 uh, that working out uh, of the glory uh, of of the cloud by day. And, they, and 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 the fire by night that was for them how they knew that god was with them that the presence was with them and that presence is uh the holy spirit now um when you, when 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 we see uh um um in acts chapter 6 and verse 3 um, the, the the apostles, you know, talk to the believers and say, therefore, select from among yourselves, brethren, seven men of good and attested character and repute, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom who we may assign to look after this business and duty. So they were talking about, you know, the people that should take care of uh, the, 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 the what in all sense we call the compassion ministry. But one of the things that comes out clearly here is that other people can tell whether you have the presence or not, because the, 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 the apostles tells the disciple that, These are the the, the qualities of the people we want you to select. Number one, they should be uh, of good and tried character, number and, and also of a good reputation. And then the other thing is that they should be full of the Holy Spirit. So people can tell whether you are full of the Holy Spirit or you are just full of yourself. So the presence can be known by others. Bible says that whenever Moses would come from his summit with God, that his face would shine and the people would even fear to look at him. So people would know whether the presence of God was with Moses. Or not. So, do people know whether you have the presence or I have the presence of God or not? And more importantly, do you know whether you have the presence of God with you or not? It is not a matter of. Uh, of dispute. It's not a matter of debate. You either have the presence or you don't have. You either know you have or you don't have. But also we see in Acts chapter 9, verse 17, uh, the Bible says, so Ananias left and went into the house and he laid hands on Saul and said, And said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you along the way by which you came here, has sent me that you may recover your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we see here that the presence of God can also be imparted. So the Bible says Ananias laid hands on Saul, and when he laid hands on Saul, uh, the, the, the blindness Uh, that was uh, in the eyes of soul, dropped down like scales and the Holy Spirit filled soul. So the presence can be imparted. When you have the presence uh, 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 with you, like Ananias did, you can also impart uh, onto, uh, onto others. Bible says the same thing in Acts 19, uh, Paul met some believers. Now, these believers did not, uh, uh, they are very interesting believers. Let me read the the, 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 the scripture, uh, Acts 19 from verse 1. The Bible says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There, he found some disciples and asked them, do you, do, did you receive the Holy Spirit? when you believe, in other words, did you receive the presence? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Friends, these were disciples, but they had not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Could it be that in our midst today, there are disciples who have not heard that there is a Holy Spirit. In other words, you are a disciple, but without the presence. Then Paul asked, what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then see this verse when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So now again, we see impartation here. Uh, First of all, they were not aware of the importance of the presence, the importance of the Holy Spirit. So Paul takes them through the teaching, the quick teaching, and then he takes them now through a process baptizes them in the name of Jesus. Then he lays hands uh, on them, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Then now there is a manifestation of the presence. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. So, friends, this presence is a command. The presence is a promise. The presence uh, can be known. uh, If we have the presence, others can tell whether we have the presence and the presence can be imparted now um, uh when when uh when we uh the other thing then is that the presence gives rest uh the bible says uh uh, uh in 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 exodus chapter uh rather exodus uh Uh, verse 14, uh, chapter 33 and verse 14, uh, scripture says, the Lord replied, my presence, after Moses had asked, who are you going to send with me and all that? Then God replies Moses and says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So the presence of God gives us rest. And this truth is amplified by Jesus in Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 to 30. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So then First of all, the presence, the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So he brings us from that point of being totally dead in trespass and awakens us that there is a God And there's a requirement of God that unless a man be born again, he shall not see the kingdom of God. And then brings us to that point of recognizing our sin, confessing the sin and repenting from it. So then we rest from the tyranny of sin, where sin is the one that controls you. You know, a person controlled by sin, you find them moving, you know, at night, uh, maybe at uh, at midnight, sometimes at 3 a.m., because sin is controlling them. They want to go and commit a robbery. Uh, they want to go and uh, commit uh, immora- an act of immorality. Sin is controlling them and pushing them. But uh, when the presence comes, it brings us to the point, when we recognize sin, and confess and repent of it, and we get rest from the tyranny of sin. But then we then uh, get the burden, the yoke. We are now yoked to Christ uh, when we receive him as Lord and Savior. But he says his yoke is easy and his burden light because we do not do what he wants us to do by our own strength, but rather we do it by the grace of the Holy Spirit upon us. So the presence friends gives rest to the believer. And no wonder the Bible talks of the the, 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 the of of, of the Israelites. Um, there's an interesting scripture in Deuteronomy 25 and verse uh, 29 and verse five, that I have led you 40 years in the wilderness your clothes have not worn out upon you and your sandals have not worn off your feet. You know, because this is a demonstration of the rest that the presence of God gave. Naturally, there was no way that you could have the same sandals and the same garments for 40 years, not even, for, not even uh, four years, not even four months they would wear out, uh, and, and but because the presence was with them, the presence gave this amazing provision that the cloth did not wear out, and the sandals, uh, neither did the sandals on their feet, uh, wear out because there was the presence just kept renewing the presence provided them with protection and provision so they rested from their enemies deuteronomy 8 and verse 15 he he led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions he brought you water out of hard rock so this was a dangerous uh, place that they passed through. The place, first of all, was vast. They could have got lost, but the place was dreadful. It was a wilderness filled with uh, all kinds of dreadful things one would find in the wilderness. The place was waterless, but even then, and it had venomous snakes, but they were provided with water. The snakes did not uh, bite them. Uh, another version say another verse says even scorpions did not bite them. but the presence also gives them rest because it gives them guidance. One of the things that make people to be to fret a lot is not knowing what to do or not being sure of what to do. But when you have the presence, you have guidance. The Bible says, uh, Exodus 13, uh, verses 21 and 22, by day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people hallelujah so they they had constant divine guidance 24 hours a day seven days a week and they could travel by day or by night because of this guidance hallelujah so friends how much more today do we need the presence so that we can be guided one to know what is the will of god what is the purpose of god and what Uh, we shall do, uh, uh, what we need to do about different matters uh, for which we are having questions and queries. And then the presence provides victory over enemies. So this is another aspect of the rest. Uh, Exodus 14, uh, 23 to 25, the Egyptians pursued them and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. So God looked down from the presence. Remember the the pillar of fire and cloud was uh, the manifestation of the presence. So from that presence, God looked down at the enemy. So it just took a look from God. And then now see what happens. Uh, and then threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let us get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Hallelujah. So friends, the presence provides victory over enemies. And the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, spiritual forces in the heavenlies. And it takes the presence of God for us to be victorious in this fight. Um, and now, um, let me try to, uh, uh, to, uh, to, 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 to to wind up. So then... Um, Moses, we see, understood the vital importance of the presence of God. The question to ask then is that, do we have a similar understanding? Do we know that the presence is not uh, a discretionary thing, but a mandatory thing? Do we know that the presence is actually a promise uh, of God uh, to believers? Uh, Do we appreciate that God's presence signifies that he is pleased with us. And uh, David understood this. And when he sinned uh, by having uh, adultery with Bathsheba, he says in Psalm 51, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me, Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. He knew that sin is the one thing that would uh, deny the presence from him, but he was also conscious that in confessing and repenting his sin, the Lord would restore the presence. And David Knew that the presence was actually the Spirit of God. And he says, uh, Do not take your Holy Spirit uh, from me. Now, um, um, I want to conclude then that it is the mercy and the compassion of God, which qualifies us to obtain the presence because God tells uh, Moses uh, uh, in verse 19, uh, that of, of Exodus 33, and the Lord said, I'll cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord in your presence. And I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. And then he continues, verse 20, but you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. Verse 21, uh, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. Remember, Jesus is the rock that, that is higher than uh, than I. And then verse 22, when my glory passes by, in other words, when my presence is manifested, fest- fested, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. So we see here that even as God responds to Moses and says, yes, I will demonstrate to you my presence, but he will do this with mercy. He will do this with compassion. And even us, as we go before the throne of grace and mercy uh, this morning and uh, through the day, uh, we know that him who sits on that throne, who was merciful and compassionate to Moses, he can also show us this same mercy so that we can walk in the presence. Hallelujah. Uh, Shall we pray? And then I'll hand over to uh, my sister, um agnes lord i thank you so much for your divine presence i thank you lord that you have promised us this presence but lord like david uh taught us sin our willful sin and even sometimes as uh, unconscious sins lord uh Brings a hindrance that we will not know and have your presence. So, Lord, I pray that you may have mercy. Lord, I pray that you may be have compassion. Lord, that uh, where we, out of ignorance or out of pride, have rejected the presence. Now, God, I pray that you may have mercy upon us as we turn to you and say fill us with your presence as we say baptize us in your holy spirit as we say fill us with your holy spirit and lord i pray that your presence uh you will also help us to know you like moses got to know you so that you we can sustain your presence we can sustain walking in your presence lord Thank you that we've seen your acts. But now I pray that we may know you. And Lord, that uh, uh, you reveal yourself to us. I thank you and I bless you. In
2: Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, James. Father, we bless your holy name and exalt you. We give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you for your servant James, whom you have used this morning to share with us the word, to teach us about your presence. King of glory, I pray that you replenish him. And Lord God almighty, continue using him to share your gospel. For you, we are instructed to go out in the world and preach the gospel. We thank you for he has given in himself to share your word. He has given in himself to teach us about your presence. We don't take this for that you bless him. Bless the works of his hands, King of glory. Bless his spouse, bless his family. And Lord God Almighty, that together with the family, they will continue ministering. That together with the family, they will continue, Lord, preaching your gospel. We thank you, our God and our King. We pray. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Our God and our Father, you are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end lord we thank you that this morning we have learned that without your presence we cannot do anything and now lord we ask that you the king of kings and lord of lords we acknowledge that we need your presence and your guidance we need your presence in whatever we do you are we need the guidance of your holy spirit king of glory We Lord, we desire to walk in your presence. We acknowledge the fact that we cannot do without you. Lord, we cannot do anything without you. Things that we have done without you have led us into sin. Lord, every time we we put you aside and we let the flesh to control us, we lose ways. We lose it to you, oh Lord. We lose it and go to that devil. We lose it and serve the devil. Now, Lord, we ask that you give us the grace. Help us to stay in your presence, Father. Refresh us, O oh God. This word may this word refresh us, O oh God. May this word refresh our hearts, King of Glory, for your word in hebrews 10 19 22 it talks about how jesus opened the way for us into the hall of holies king of glory we present ourselves to you O lord jesus made it possible for us as believers but lord forgive us where we have not seen this forgive us king of glory where we have used our flesh to direct us, our God and our Father. This morning, O oh Lord, we submit to your Lordship, King of Glory, and we ask that you, are God and our Father, you help us, O oh God, to understand your presence in whatever we do. Lord, we need your presence as leaders. We need your presence as ministers of oh God. This morning, we bring repentance of oh God, where we have. We have acted as leaders, but not using your presence, but not using your Holy Spirit to guide us. Lord, forgive us where we have used the flesh to guide us, yet, your presence is there to guide us. Your Holy Spirit guides us. But as individuals of God, sometimes we have used the flesh, sometimes we have looked for our fellow men to guide us. Yet you have promised your presence amidst us. And now, Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Lord, we pledge allegiance to you this morning that we shall always seek your face to direct us, that we shall always get time to be in your presence to seek for divine direction, King of glory. Our God and our Father, we seek your presence, oh Lord, my God because in your presence we are directed in your presence we are guided in your presence there is divine direction help us king of glory to live in your presence lord reveal to us and bring to us a revelation of you you of knowing who you are lord sometimes we do not know you and it is a reason why we do not seek your presence. This morning, King of Glory, we ask that you reveal yourself to us so that we shall be able to understand how much you love us, how much you are there for us, how much, Lord, you are there to guide us, Oh Lord. Lord, we ask that you create in us a hunger to be where you are always, Oh God. Lord, you promise that you will never leave Leave us, nor will you forsake us. It is asking King of Glory, who have rejected you. It is asking King of Glory, who have so who have not sought your face. It is because of our sinful nature we cannot see you. Father, we ask that you give us a hunger to look for ways to be in your presence. Give us a hunger to read your word because. We cannot worship a God we do not know. Nor can we understand your ways when we do not know. And it is through reading your word that we get to understand you, Lord. Lord, you are near to those who call on you. You are near to those who seek your faith in truth and sincerity. Blessed Father, Lord, we ask that you give us the grace to understand who you are Give us the grace to seek your face. Give us the grace to stand firm and seek your face and pray without ceasing. For it is in your presence that we find rest. And now, Lord, we have come before you this morning to get rest. Lord, we open ourselves up. To hearing your face more, your voice more clearly. James 4 8 says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Father, we ask that you convict us this morning, oh God, to find ways of coming near to you, to seek your face, king of glory. For without you, we are nothing without you we cannot do anything we acknowledge that we need you in our places of work we need you king of glory to minister lord we cannot do your ministry when we do not know you we cannot claim with that we know you when we don't seek your face when we do not appear in your presence Help us, King of Glory, to worship you in truth and sincerity. Blessed Father Lord, we pray against the powers of darkness that take us away from you, that divert us from you, King of Glory. We, King of Glory, arise and scatter the enemies your worship. Arise, King of Glory. And scatter the powers of darkness. We disarm the enemy in the name of Jesus. We disarm the devourer in the name of Jesus. We disarm of oh God, the devil that takes away the word. Lord, we have received this word and we receive it in your name, King of Glory. May this word transform us, oh boy. May this word change our lives. May this word change our ways. May this word change our thinking, King of Glory. May this word soften our hearts, King of Glory, that we shall not look, O oh God, for help from other sources. Yesterday we were told that some of us look for help from wicked men and women. Lord, this word has come to us. You have promised to be in our presence. You have promised, O Lord, to be with us. You have promised not to forsake us, O Lord. How come that? We still don't believe this. King of glory, we beseech you, our God and our Father, to create in us a clean heart. Today, Lord, we settle the matter of our sinfulness. We settle our matter of spiritual prostitution before you and we promise that we shall seek you, our God and our Father, the Holy One of Israel, the one who never fails, the one who is above all circumstances, the one who rules over the earth, the one who is above all other things, above all other gods, above all creation. We worship you, our God and our King. We worship you, King of glory. For Lord, you're mighty, you are faithful. Lord, as I pray that as we go out, we go out with this word and share it with others. And Lord God Almighty, that we shall practice this word wherever we are. For Lord, you're faithful and mighty. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you, James, for sharing this word with us this morning. And brethren, I pray that what has been given to us this morning, we shall meditate on it so that we seek the presence of God wherever we are in every circumstance that we are in.